0: Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, all of you, we're back. Scentsy Brewcast, the voice of Scentsy Craft. We are coming at you, not live, but on location, gorilla style. (laughs) We are hiding in the corner um, at Grainworks. So uh, long story short, this is a show that I've been trying to book for a really long time and just couldn't get it booked and couldn't get it booked. And so I just said, you know what, let's just go do it. (laughs) So here we are. Here we are. On a uh, Tuesday, which I think they just started opening Tuesdays not that long ago, if I'm right.
1: Uh, I'm not sure how long. It hasn't been forever. Uh, they do a thing called Tap It Tuesdays where they've got special beers, um, whether it be a one-off type thing or, uh, bringing something back. So.
0: Both of which they have both
1: tonight. They've got, yeah, they've got one of each tonight, uh, Bagpipes of Bardstown, which we tried back in December-ish.
0: That's, that sounds right to me. Which was wonderful. Um, and then the, uh, the and right new now, one.
1: yeah, I'm drinking a Cabana Boys pink drink, which and I have one
0: too. So we'll yeah, try that start in
1: a and yeah, so pretty cool. So um, gnarly gnome on the other side of the table. On this side, it's Andy, the not so comic relief.
0: I don't even have the date written down for this. So volume 4, episode 33 was the uh, episode where we drank both the um, barrel-aged old motor oil yes. and the bagpipes. Yes. I don't know why I don't have the date written on this. <laughs> My notes are terrible lately. <laughs> it was... It had to be somewhere around December or yeah, maybe it, it January.
1: Was, no, it was December. It was the show we did um, um, after Big Sis when we were kind of doing the year-end wrap-up. David McKinney was in the David was there, us. yeah. And
0: um, we yeah. Take, um Kenosha Kickers that night too yes and the uh, Cascaged or the Barrel-aged Cider from Wooden Cask yep it's a good show
1: it was a very good show
0: um, lots of good beers so we are like I said guerrilla style this is a first for the show um, I've blogged kind of this way a lot of times where people didn't want to talk to me so I just kind of went and did my thing anyways but this is the first time we've done a brewcast where we're sitting in a tap room and they just didn't know we were going to be here nope no clue <laughs> so people uh, looking at us funny sitting in the corner with microphones but you know what
1: yeah that's how we roll. I don't give a damn. I don't either. I, um, people look at me funny anyway. So. We should probably drink something, though. Might as well.
0: From the beer fridge. The obligatory soundbite. bite. Um, so the first one, you already mentioned it's The
1: uh, pool, what's it called? Cabana one? Boys Pink Drink. I see that one's not even listed here. No, it's not. It's up on the board. Goodness. It is a sour milkshake IPA with, with pineapple and cherry. Sounds very beachy. It or is. Cabana like. And I, I think it's like a million and 12 degrees outside today. And the humidity is pretty equal to the temperature. So for a day like today, this is absolutely outstanding.
0: Oh, well, yeah. Definitely some pineapple going on there. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of pineapple. I think the cherry's muted, which is nice because cherry can really override a beer.
0: Oh, yeah. The tartness hits like in my teeth, which yes. I don't get that often anymore. That's, uh, no. that's tart. When it. I'm sure that the uh, the pineapple juice kind of plays off of that too and right. kind of boosts that, that level of tartness up. Yeah. I assume this is like a literally just like a one-off keg where they took the keg and added some stuff to it, um, I assume.
1: Well, let's throw that one over to Brian. Thanks, Brian. Thanks.
0: <laughs> and uh, <laughs> We're going to have lots of smart-ass jokes throughout the whole episode. Well, Maybe he'll uh, come running in at the end of the show he, and answer all the no, questions. No, <laughs> I, I
1: promise you that he won't. Um, because when he gets out, he's, he's out. <laughs> and I don't blame him. He spends plenty of time here. So um, but I guess we can start by talking about what we know about Grainworks Brewing. Yeah, perfect. And I got to know um, his partner, and he's the head brewer, Brian McGinnis, a little bit when I was working over at BC's. He would come in after shifts, whatever, and I got to know him and tried the beers, and, and I think that Brian is a very clean brewer, if I'm if I'm saying that right, where he puts things out that are, you know, he does what he sets out to do with them. He doesn't put out beers that have off flavors. He's very technical-minded and still very creative. And, and just like I said, he brews a nice, clean beer. And right. I, I can't say that I've ever come up here and been like, man, that's really off-flavored. So, and and everybody, you know, everybody makes a mistake here and there, but I've been up here, God, this is about the fifth time in the last three months that I've been up here. So I've been hanging out north of the wall with right. you wildlings more. Right. And I've tried, I think once we get through with our flights, I'll have tried everything on the board. So, and they've got 20 taps.
0: Well, that's, a, there there's a lot of beer here. Yeah. And, um, there's a lot of beer here. There's even a root <laughs> beer here.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> No, that that's another kind of inside thing. But uh, anyway, there there are a lot of beers on tap here, and it's not a
0: small operation that they've no. got going on here, and with lots of room to expand too. They um, got a ten barrel uh, opened with six fermenters. I assume that's how many they still have. Yeah, they're Three, looking. Four, yeah. Yeah,
1: you're looking at six fermenters, right? Yes. I wait now. Uh, one.
0: There's, I'm assuming that's a bright that I can't see behind that one there.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a bright that you're looking
0: at. I can't see what's behind me. Is that more brights?
1: I have to actually get up from the table <laughs> to see underneath.
0: Those look like two brights to me. Um, I'm... Oh, no, they're serving tanks. They're They're serving tanks. Yeah, those are serving tanks. Um... So, like a 10-barrel, it's, it's not not the smallest operation in the world. Nope. Not the biggest in the world. It's right, right. in the middle, probably probably right where I think people should be opening, um, in my opinion. I know that uh, some people would say <laughs> a little bit smaller is probably the smarter way to go, but I, I think 10-barrel is a nice size to keep things new, keep things fresh, also make enough beer that you can serve not only the people in your tap room but start putting some kegs out in the distro a little bit and they
1: definitely distribute a little bit Um, I know that they've they self distribute so they kind of try to keep it close to home Uh, they have a beer up there right now the Hell is Real which is a collaboration with the Pride Norton so an FCC an FC Cincinnati (coughs) for people that aren't into sports Uh, supporters group that's based up in the Westchester Liberty Township area well, and, they and, and that collaboration, I know, is on tap at both BC's locations, so that's kind of a collaboration up here. And, you know, they do get a few things out, and now they're starting to do six-packs.
0: Yeah, just starting, like, uh, June 10th or so, yeah. they released um, cans for the first right. time.
1: Um, and I have examples of uh, one of those six-packs on my flight, I know. They've done
0: Four so far. Does that sound right? There's
1: two on the bar right now. I don't know if the pink lemonade stand is out yet.
0: Um, they in started with the shower beer. Mm-hmm. Pound hmm Pouncey filter, and then the uh, the hellas reel. Yeah. And pink lemonade stand is. Oh yeah,
1: it, there's three definitely that are out right now.
0: The pink lemonade stand is not already out. It, uh, yeah, it, it's it very will soon. be soon
1: because I just saw I just saw somebody walk by with a six pack of the hellas reel.
0: Yeah, I I definitely saw it in the uh, yeah. The the cooler okay, um, but I didn't get a good look to so,
1: see. if that See, kids, this is what guerrilla style <laughs> podcasting is all about. <laughs> we would have somebody to answer our questions, but
0: yeah, I'm um, definitely just started canning. And as far as I know, are they just in house, or have they gotten them out to retailers yet? Do you know the answer to that? I don't, Brian. Nope. No, thanks, Brian.
1: <laughs> um, that's not going to get old. <laughs> Um. No, I I don't know because I didn't see. But because of the collaboration, uh, the Pride Norton I would think that that one's getting out outside uh, at least to, at least to the BC's locations I would think so. because that's where their view parties are.
0: A, a place the size of Grainworks too, and um, where they're at to me, it would make sense for them to get them out instead of just in the tap room. And, and maybe I'm crazy there, but I. It would, it would make sense that if you're going to put it in cans, there's probably a reason that you're putting it in cans. Right. It's not just to, to release cans for Yeah. A
1: bit. I mean, I, I don't know where all they would be, but there there's enough specialty shops, bottle shops, fairly close to this location. And for people that don't know, Grainworks is off of Cox Road in Westchester, so it's when you get up this way, it's actually fairly accessible. Yeah. Fairly easy get to from a lot of different places. And I think they're
0: trying to drive up from like
1: Kenwood and rush hour and
0: rush hour or something. Yeah,
1: Well, (laughs) yeah, it
0: takes a little while, Then
1: I will say that I am not the only Kentuckian that's been up here.
0: (laughs) There's there's been one other
1: one. There's been at least one other one that I can swear to the first time I came, my brother came with me and uh, I know we, we were both into the, the oatmeal stout. Right. Night.
0: And that is on my flight board, so yes. I'll try it in a little bit. Um, talk about the space itself to you. So it's, it's, the, it's, the oh, bar, it's a warehouse first it's warehouse, and foremost.
1: But So it's got that kind of industrial feel. There's no real ceiling, so it, it can be uh, a bit loud. And I know they do music, um, the second Saturday concert series, where they've got live music in here and they have music at other times as well. Right. The bar itself is really... Interesting because it's kind of barn-like mm-hmm. the way it's set up, and then they've got the owl sitting on the rafter as you go to the bathroom, and then their their logo is like a hop owl right. with the gear eyes, which is
0: if you when you walk into the tap room, if you then turn around, yeah, and look you have to look you. behind. The behind. whole wall is a yeah. big mural of the owl too, with the logo. And, um, it, it, they they did a few things that I think are really great to make this not feel like right. a warehouse. Well,
1: and, and the barn thing I wanted to, to talk about a little more because there's like a, like a half a silo that's kind of sticking out of the wall between the two sets of tap right. handles. And they talk about from soil to soul and, and that this area of Westchester was farmland until how long ago? 20 years? This ish.
0: area, not that long.
1: <laughs> yeah, so this specific area, but... <laughs> the grains that were used you know we talk about all the great breweries down in cincinnati all the great breweries the history in hamilton Mm -hmm. and all these different places and, and there wasn't a brewing history in westchester right but they grew the grains that went into all these beers so to me when you see all this it might not make sense at first but when you think about it this is where the farms were right this is where you know, it kind of started. This this
0: still had a huge part of right. brewing in Cincinnati. Exactly. The, you know, the the, Molhauser Road. Molhausers <laughs> were were a brewing family. The uh, uh, you know, the Windish, and uh, you know, all of these people were here. They not only did they have you know these farms here. They had summer houses here. They had you know, these these people had a huge presence up here. The only real presence up here right. at the time for know. many
1: years. And, and for me that. To tie it back like that. And it's, again, it, it takes a little thought. It, it's not as, you know, smack you in the face obvious as some other places might be with their marketing or their decor. Right. But it really ties it back. And I think that is just cool that they related to the very soil where they stand.
0: And they, like I said, they, they take a couple things and use them to, to make this not feel like a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, the the string of strings of lights that kind of stretch across the whole tap room kind of yeah. d- when the lighting is right in here kind of yeah. makes you feel like you're sitting outside a little bit yes and, uh, um you talked about the noise I think some, yeah some sound panels up on the top that are just painted black I think would do wonders in here to kind of right. add to that feeling of sitting outside and kind of deaden that sound a little bit yeah. um the, the 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 barn wall is is fantastic yes. It, uh, it, it nails that feeling perfect, especially when you're sitting right. at the bar, just kind of staring at it, and,
1: uh, and it it's kind of distressed, like it's been here for a while. And I kind of there's a, a subtle message to that too that they intend to be here right. for a while. And right. uh, I, I don't even know if how intentional that was, but that's sort of the the feel that I get that yeah, this is this is part of the community. Um, and that's something else I'll talk about a little bit later. Right. Yeah. With their community we involvement,
0: to, we actually do need to dig into some more beers here. Hell yeah.
1: Uh, uh, what's this the, one here? Yeah, that's the, the pink, pink lemonade, lemonade stand. stand. Do you have that one? I don't. I'll oh, share. I got all different. Oh. Uh, that, yeah, we're gonna try a bunch of beers. We're gonna try of beer. Yeah,
0: it's gonna be the whole show It's just us drinking beer and trying to tell you the story of the beer since we that that's some not, of them are written down. Here, actually, let me read this one. Right pink lemonade stand it is a cherry pineapple berliner weiss uh 4.4 abv 5 ibus uh the description is very long hold on tight (laughs) berliner weiss with cherry and pineapple and a nice puckering tartness (laughs) See see how close that is to the description that nails it um oh yeah the uh the, the lemonade kind of aspect to it is there even though it's, it says pineapple. Yeah, definitely. That's, there's no lemon in there? <laughs> because it definitely tastes like it to me.
1: Yeah, you could have fooled me on that one. But That's awesome. Yeah, I had one of these um, when I was here a week ago, whatever. This is a- Whenever we were here and I really enjoyed it. I got a chance to actually sit and talk to Brian a little bit. and he he's He's a fan of this kind of just playing, you know. Well,
0: there's there's this move, um, especially around Cincinnati, that when you make a fruited Berliner, you're supposed to really load it up with fruit, right? Uh, almost thicken it up with the fruit, even though it's a Berliner. And to me, a Berliner is supposed to be a little bit light, um, a little bit easy drinking. Um, some of the heavily fruited ones don't really fit the style to me. Not that they're not good, but They just don't fit the style. Whereas yeah. this still kind of There's a lot of fruit and it kind of hides some of that Berliner um, personality, but it keeps that light kind of (laughs) refreshing. Airiness, is airy a good word to use? Sure.
1: For a Berliner, I would say, yeah. It's
0: light and definitely fruity. um, Definitely tart. uh,
1: Tart, not overly so, not as much as the cabana boy.
0: Right. I I like it a lot
1: though. Yeah, I do too. I think that's a that's going to be a good summer beer. Well, so, yeah, that's it's it's a really, it's
0: really smart one to put in the cans. Absolutely, be a great one. You know, sitting by the pool, uh, taking out on the boat with you, whatever, uh, whatever they, your your summertime joy is. <laughs> I wish mine was <laughs> taken on the boat. Well, we were supposed uh, to buy a boat. Did I ever tell you that story? No. So, um, about. And two and a half years ago or so.
1: Hold on. I want to thank you for this because this is the first time we've gone down a rabbit hole and it's been like 10 whole <laughs> minutes. So, like, we're behind schedule on that.
0: <laughs> About two and a half years ago, we went boat shopping. Okay. Um, we had been trying to have a kid and it just wasn't taking as quick as we thought it was going to. And we're like, you know what? That's that's okay. You know, we're happy with our life. If it happens, it happens. But we're in, we're in no rush. Um, let's go buy a boat. <laughs> so, we went. Yeah. We went to the store. We went boat shopping and kind of had a couple we were looking at and we're not obviously making this decision the first time we go out shopping we'll think about it for a few days and we'll we'll come back um the next day we found out we were pregnant and there went the boat so my boat now screams at me at night and uh she doesn't want to go to bed and doesn't want to eat dinner just wants to eat a popsicle
1: that's my boat you know what the last couple days I'm on her side the popsicle (laughs) popsicle is actually probably pretty appropriate (laughs) for the weather right now she needs to eat
0: something else too if she's listening I hope you're eating dinner (laughs) (laughs) somebody go get her skyline that's the only thing she'll eat get her skyline she'll just shovel it down
1: I'm gonna go with if she's listening again he's just kidding about the terrorist I know he's kidding about the terrorist
0: (laughs) I didn't call her terrorist tonight not yet Um, (laughs) what is this next one this
1: next one's shower beer
0: (laughs) Shower beer. Shower beer. Um, shower is in, shower, uh, German.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you but, have
0: to but, see it to, to catch the uh, the humor of
1: it. Exactly. Um, but it, it's just a, a clean pilsner,
0: four point seven percent, twenty two yep. IBUs, light, crisp, and refreshing, but full flavor to boot. Perfect to enjoy anywhere. Um, and,
1: and obviously, with the name, it's uh, you know a play on somebody having a shower beer, and I'm I'm not going to lie to him, I'm a big advocate of the shower beer if you're talking about an after work shower. Uh, yeah. I just want to throw that out for people, but uh, like an after, after the game, after, after the grass, work and I yes, exactly, beer. exactly. When you've been out doing some physical activity and I think they nailed what they were trying to do with this. It's just a light, crisp, easy drinking beer. It's not um, as
0: crisp as good. I want it to be. It uh, kind of drifts more into like lager versus right. pilsner. Well, for me. Yeah. Um, little went a little more zippiness but it's good beer right good clean and refreshing but then at the same time even now sitting inside in the air conditioning and not out in the sun like it still has enough going on with it that i can sit and sip at it and really yeah. still appreciate it i don't have I, to pound it
1: no and i think he used just the right amount of um used soap and shampoo and that <laughs> to make it a true shower beer
0: they need to sell uh like branded soap on a rope with like Grain works on one side and power on the other.
1: <laughs> there you go. Free marketing, guys. Free marketing. How does that sound, Brian? Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> so, and going back to the outside thing, I thought about trying to set up outside tonight, but then it clouded over and I wasn't sure if it was going to hold <laughs> off. There is a, a covered patio area here. I like that their patio. really comfortable lot. seats.
0: Um, it's the whole thing is... No, there's there's like a little row on the yes, end. Yes, there's a row on the
1: end that's not covered. Um,
0: but a big portion of it's covered, not just like your typical kind of high-top tables and stuff. There's like couches and stuff out mm-hmm. there, too, so it's really comfortable. Um, right.
1: Pet-friendly outside, as yes. far as
0: I know. outside. Not cigar-friendly. No. No smoking um, at
1: all on the patio, technically. Uh,
0: it's it's a good place to just kind of come and yeah. hang out in the summer. It's, yeah. There's not a lot to look at. you are sitting in an industrial park right um,
1: but yeah you, you're looking at the back of another building maybe seventy five uh, but on a nice night you can still watch the sunset a right. little bit um, not that the sun ever truly sets on Hamilton
0: <laughs> this is not Hamilton
1: no, but Hamilton's that direction <laughs> so yeah people know, who just,
0: live in this area if you tell them anything about being near Hamilton they will correct
1: you. <laughs> Facts are facts. (laughs) Hamilton is five miles (laughs) behind me. So, uh, exactly five miles behind me.
0: Uh, Let's see. We got... What
1: are you going to next? Are you going for another beer? Yeah,
0: we'll do another beer here.
1: Well, Um, the one I don't know that you're going to care for. It's not your style, but it's really good, and I love the name.
0: What's uh, the the Belgian... Yep, that one. Let's do that one. Belgian Blonde. Belgian Um, Blonde. Mom Claude Van Damme. Which I love. Brilliant. (laughs) Love it. Uh, I think they released this one around Mother's Day, if I remember right, and mm-hmm. so they kind of uh, mm-hmm. used the, the the mom thing there. Uh, the description says Belgian blonde golden it. Belgian blonde dash golden ale, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, with subtle but complex Belgian spicy fruity and earthy flavors. Sweet with a dry humor, just like some moms we know. Smiley <laughs> face. The emoji smiley face. All right,
1: um, and since they're not here to contradict anything. I'm going to go with the reason they named it that way is because Brian's mom is actually a black belt in the same discipline as Jean-Claude Van Damme.
0: All right. What discipline is Jean-Claude Van Damme I actually a black belt in? I
1: don't know. <laughs> Acting? No. God, no. Have you seen his movies? <laughs> no. Whatever whatever martial art he's supposedly a master at, she, McGinnis' mom is a black belt in that. We're just going with it. It's not as over-the-top Belgian-y as a lot of things, which is hence the Slash Gold nail. Yeah. It doesn't have necessarily the big uh, bubblegummy kind of Belgian yeast.
0: There's definitely tar- something in the aroma that I yes. get, but when I taste it, um,
1: it's uh, I
0: don't get a ton of Belgian kind of estery stuff in the... In no, the
1: I, I get a lot of the spiciness out of it. It's it's kind of a, a spiced-up blonde, I think. The last time I had it, I will tell you, I, I got a little more Belgian yeah. out of it, which was, again... Uh, Ten, nine days ago.
0: Right. I would be curious if somebody poured this and just put it in front of me, if I could have kind of pulled the the Belgian
1: thing out of my ass. I want to throw this asterisk on there, too. We had a little bit of technical difficulty getting going, so this beer has sat for a little bit before we got to it. Actually, they're all a little bit warm. Well, it's not just warm. It's a little bit on the flat side, flatter than what I normally have had it at, Uh, but it is definitely one of my favorite beers that they do down here again being a very biased belgian loving belgian beer loving drinker
0: where do you think a place like this fits in the bigger kind of the bigger picture of cincinnati beer like they're obviously not the same type of player as a a reingeister imagery you know where they're kind of infusing themselves everywhere they're not even really a neighborhoody kind of place the same way that a paradise, or an Alexandria, or somewhere like that, might be.
1: Actually, I feel like that they'd be a very good comparison to Alexandria.
0: I'm not sure. Like, I feel like they are spread a little bit uh, wider than that. Like, or and maybe it's just the area. Maybe the area doesn't like foster the same type of neighborhood feeling that Alexandria does. I mean, like, all of these people might. Live around the corner. I don't. I don't know. We should go around. The well, house
1: actually, uh, the people that I was talking to when you came in, uh-huh. uh, they live down in Hamilton. Right. So five miles directly behind me. Um. So that's still not too far, you know. But I think that Alexandria, in terms of size, the size of the space inside, um, the distribution is similar. That you know, Alexandria is kind of in this phase where they're right. They've caught up to their taproom demands, and they're trying to spread just a little bit right around where they are. They're not trying to push beer across the stage. They're right. not necessarily trying to, you know, maybe a little bit over here because they did sign with Adina, uh, and they have had some events over here they lately. Marty's, they were Marty's last week. But I think Greenworks is similar in that, you know, their beers are, you know, maybe go down to Lucky Dog, and they might be on down there. Right. Uh, some places like that, and that's five, probably not even five miles the other way down Tylersville. So that's why I compare them to that. Like, I don't think they're under any illusion that they're going to be Rheingeister Mantry. But at the same time, they would like to be very much a part of the community in which they are. And some of the beers that we'll talk about further on are evidence of that. So that they're really trying to be part of their community.
0: How do you feel about their location? Um, Because I know that... You know, one time, you know, however many years ago, opening in an industrial park was just normal. That's what right. everybody did. that's right. As a brewery, it was you know the move. And now we kind of are we're starting to see the shift where people are valuing more um, being in some kind of pocket where you can create some kind of change around you in that immediate area that's that's not a, that's not greenworks like there's right. there's not going to be condos that come up down the street nope. here you know that's oh. this will always be primarily a retail industrial kind of area
1: yeah primarily but i mean not it's primarily, not,
0: that, not that far to, no, get to it's not there's
1: but it's you know, not it's necessarily walkable for a neighborhood i'm yeah there's some like condos or townhomes or apartments not too far from here, but even walkable because of the just the traffic right. patterns. Uh, but and it's also right across from Voice of America. Right. And so... But I don't,
0: I'm don't. i not saying that it's a bad location. Right. It's just it feels different as far as location choices well, than the other people we've seen and open. And, kind and of that's there. also
1: why I... I think I need to look
0: at other people that have opened around there.
1: I also somewhat compare that to Alexandria in that even though there is a neighborhood a kind of behind them or there's another d- different one across the street from them you don't see too many people walking to Alexandria Brewer typically they're driving because right. again they sit on a divided four lane highway that you know gets a lot of traffic most times of the day
0: um, so people that opened right around them West uh, Side opened a few months before them yeah um, Birkus is a whole very different, named, yeah. whole different animal <laughs> Um the emporium I don't know if you took that in new opening, wow, well, sixteen lots, similar in kind of location yes, very similar uh sons of toil, very different, thirteen below, fretboard, yeah, rolling mill, little Miamis. maybe i'm maybe it's something in my head that I'm not necessarily well, right about
1: I think some of those that you mentioned. Seem a little more neighborhoody than they might be, like Little Miami. Mm. There are definitely plenty of people who can walk there, but I think the vast majority of their business is driving. Mm.
0: it. And I'm not necessarily thinking about how thinking about how people get there. I'm see, thinking more about that. I mean, I'm kind spoiled. Of, kind of that creation around, like part of what I love about craft breweries is that ability to create change right around the brewery in that that community. Right. Okay and i don't know that a place like this or um even like a like a 16 lots or fretboard you know a a fretboard like i don't i don't you're not going to see change right around them because of there being a brewery there whereas a little miami (laughs) sure absolutely do well yeah a rolling mill a uh an alexandria maybe you you might see some changes down there um Place that weed them in, you know. Weed them in. Being able to, great like, example. Being able to move a business into an area and then immediately see that area start to shift and change because of their being a burrito. I don't know. Mm. I don't know if yeah. any of that makes any real sense, or if it's just something that's kind of being created in my head.
1: It definitely varies, you know, and and sometimes it's a chicken and egg thing too. Uh, Little Miami specifically. Was there redevelopment going on in Milford before that? Right. Yes. Did it help? It sure as hell didn't hurt, but, you know, is it happening because of the brewery or is the brewery there because it's happening? Right. You know, and the answer is probably a little bit of both. Right. You know, that when people see that, like, oh, this is really cool, so I'm more inclined to go that way or I'm more inclined to put something else close to them. Right. Uh, whereas, you know, here they're next to... Um, a CrossFit what do you call those studio contagion <laughs> um, we'll call them contagion it's next to a CrossFit <laughs> contagion and uh, which hopefully won't bleed over <laughs> and uh, at Pretty least, soon there'll be people in the town yeah.
0: grunting and throwing ropes around or something whatever they do over there
1: yeah you even lift bro <laughs> and uh, anyway and there's a, a church in the, the facility too so you know, I don't think that they're bringing them in or driving them away when it comes to that. But you never know what's next. Right. That'll be down here that might say, you know what, if this works, maybe we'll throw in uh, something that's kind of entertaining. So I'm thinking of something maybe that uh, like one of those jump zone type places for right. the kids or something that would say, you know what, it kind of works. It's industrial. We'd have parking and then mom and dad can go over and get a beer when they're done or while the kids jump or whatever they want to do. Right. So you never know.
0: I mean, we're still so early into this whole thing. Like, we have X amount of examples of what it means to see development around a brewery today. That doesn't mean that that's the same thing we're going to see in five years or ten years or wherever it goes. Right. You may right. look back in 10 years and be like, all right, look at what this area is now compared to when this opened. Maybe it did change things kind of maybe slower, maybe more kind of um, not as noticeable in big, flashy uh, condominium developments or something. Who knows? Right. Let's drink another beer.
1: We got too deep on that one. Eh, that's um, all
0: right. We've got.
1: Do you want to stay with lighter on the lighter side?
0: Did you move that one? No. Then we were drinking the wrong one. Do what? This is the mom Claude. Oh, well, no wonder. Six. Uh, we oh. were drinking... The lager. No, that's the Blue Skies.
1: Oh, shit.
0: Which makes so much so more much sense. more sense that okay. I wasn't getting
1: anything about Yeah, that product. I wasn't getting that Belgian character because I remembered the Belgian character with the mom clock. They smell again now thinking
0: yeah. about
1: that. Son of a bitch. My bad. I'm reading upside down for any, anybody at home that can, you know, see the draft list. So the Blue Skies, I wanted to talk about one because that actually plays into the community thing. So. Yeah, so that makes way more sense. More sense. The Blue Skies is a beer that um, I think, uh, well, a portion of the proceeds from every beer goes to the Blue Skies for Good Guys can, and Gals Foundation. That's uh,
0: that's pretty much the whole description on the paper. Right. <laughs> it's Except that it's a patriotic partnership. That's important.
1: Correct. Say. And that, that's coming up, actually, it'll be this weekend when you listen to the show, uh, like around the, the 10th through the 14th this year. And... What they do is they try to um, support soldiers who've been overseas. They say combat injured. They're not associated with wounded warriors, so we can't say that, but um, combat injured soldiers and their families. So they have, let's see, on the 12th, they have a, a happy hour car show going on at Austin's Landing in Miamisburg. They've got a 5K the following Saturday at Smith Park, and silent auction to raise money. Uh, the Greenworks collaboration. Uh, I wish I could say if we knew where it was going to be up right. there, but um, this is something that's on all year long. Yeah, I've,
0: I've so, seen it definitely around no, it, it's, lots of places. Well,
1: I, I did ask that question while I was up there, and so this is something that where we talk about community that they're giving back to their right. community. They had another beer. Is there one on there, the Lakota Thunderbird? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're raising money for the school as well.
0: That one does say that one's a $1 dollar a pint mm-hmm. for it. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. so Blue Guy's here Bruce says a dollar a pint, too. Well. Yeah. It's just written in a different spot.
1: Okay, so it's a dollar a pint that goes towards that. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about breweries impacting the community, this is exactly the kind of thing that I'm thinking of. Right. And so when you, know, you talk about, well, it change? development where they're at, maybe, maybe not, will this money change something for somebody? Yeah, it will. Right. And that's awesome. So, um, and that's another part of the reason that I like Brian. Brian is very much my sense of humor. He's smart ass. Uh, So, of course, you know, we we get along, we play off each other, but, you know, like me, he's he's, well, maybe not like me, but unlike me, maybe he's got a good heart underneath it. Right. And so he's doing something to give back, and and I love that. I love that about the brewing community in general. But you know, with this one specifically, because they're doing multiple and they're able to do that, right? So, um, so my apologies on getting that one wrong. Like I That's, said, I'm reading reading upside down. It tastes a lot better as a, as an amber than it should, does yeah, a Belgian does. blonde. Well, let's get that Belgian out then, because uh, we already determined that Brian's mom is a black belt. And She's going to kick my ass for getting this wrong. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) there it is there it is that one's all me now that is exactly that is exactly what I want out of a Belgian beer And it still has gone a little flat but that's perfect that's got that that
0: it still isn't over the top for me no it's not
1: over the top for you good but it's got that that bubble gum and that just that
0: Belgian there's a lot more earthiness in the finish oh um, god which Actually, so, bad. so bad. I kind of enjoy the way it is. That might be one that I
1: would can, let sit I mean, for less, a little bit.
0: Yeah, you know, less likely to drink. You know, when it's yeah. got that snappy carbonation. More there. than
1: here, Merle. you finish that one then, because. It's so very rare that you find Belgians oh. that you're into. Well, and, But at the same
0: time, if you look back at all of the Belgians we've had on the show, all of yeah. them are, I don't like Belgians, but yeah, this is okay. This is pretty True. good. Well, so, and so maybe I'm just full of You know shit what? Too, and, and I've, I've done the same do thing with
1: now. most of the Ambers and Reds. Right. Which is like, <laughs> you know, I was talking to Reynolds yesterday and we made a comment about that. And I'm like, as you know, they're not my thing. And he just rolled his eyes at me because, you know, I still drink them.
0: Right. Well, maybe there's something to that, like, that this might not be something that I would gravitate towards to on, uh, on a tap list or, you know, if I'm opening the fridge door and kind of looking right. what to grab. But if you put it in front of me, I'm probably going to drink it and probably going to enjoy it. Um, yeah. Maybe there's something to that as, you know, as we get more and more beers available to us as drinkers, we can get a little pickier about things and um, things that maybe we do kind of like they get pushed down on our list a little further than they deserve to be. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's possible. Or conversely, we just get less picky as we get more because we're trying to take it all in and appreciate it all. I mean, you, I, I just to look at myself as an example, I but, don't know.
0: You know, I, I just looking in the average tap room at the average drinker, like I don't see a
1: lot of uh, people getting – I don't. I don't see any average drinkers here. Right. Everyone here is above average. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like Lake Wobegon.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't see a lot of people getting less picky about what they're drinking. I just see that, and, and and maybe not necessarily in a bad way, but I see people getting more and more kind of picky about what they're drinking. Yeah. Or more discerning. Picky is probably not the right word. More.
1: man uh, I think picky is the right word. People are.
0: are uh, your average craft beer drinker, I think, is more likely to um, be adventurous right. enough to, All right, well, that, to grab a beer regardless.
1: That guy's average. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. I, I, he, was, he was directly behind me, people. I couldn't <laughs> see him. So there was one average beer drinker here. Everybody else is above average, though.
0: But like your, your average beer drinker, I think, is just as likely to walk up to the bar and grab a big, you know... Uh, Imperial Stout as they are a big giant uh, IPA, sure. as they are a crazy off-the-wall sour, versus where they were, you know, five years ago, wherever. But at the same time, they know what they like, and are also just as likely not to pick that up. If any of that
1: makes any sense. <laughs> I follow it, but I'm about on the same level of drunkenness as you. <laughs> so make sure you're drinking along at home when you're listening, <laughs> right, and right. Then, then our shit makes a lot more sense.
0: Right. We're, we're, I don't know how many samples here, and in. We've got all these glasses. Yeah, we've got half glasses
1: all over the place, which is also why I don't know what's going on.
0: I think I still know what each of them are, though. But I
1: do. <laughs> I can pick them out. So, um, the shower beer is now empty, as is the mom quad.
0: So we need to start finishing some of them so that it makes it easier to remember. Uh... I with Oatmeal Stout, or whatever that is. That is uh, the Liar's that, Lager. That's the
1: Liar's Lager. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so Liar's Lager, which is, again, something else I had the other day.
0: It was Eisenbach.
1: So this is named for, yeah, the contagion's coming over. <laughs> um, Cincinnati Liars, I had to ask about this. It's a reference to the big WLW tower. Okay. So in World War II, you know, everything was very patriotic and um, WLW being one of the most powerful radio stations in the country at the time was broadcasting some of the, you know, pep talk patriotic stuff. And Hitler actually referenced Cincinnati in one of his speeches trying to, to counter the propaganda that right. the U.S. was putting out and called us those Cincinnati liars. <laughs> So this has got a little bit of a history to it. It's kind of a, you know, a tongue-in-cheek. I'll tell you that. and they're actually selling shirts with like the old-style mics oh, on I them that says there. Cincinnati Liars Club. That's great, and I, I think that's outstanding. So, um, it
0: a little bit of that that patriotic kind of middle finger kind of thing. Too, yeah, like that it, you know,
1: th- there's yeah, there's something that goes into it. And instead of doing just a straight logger, he did a...
0: Okay, so this was brewed to celebrate the 75th anniversary of um, Voice of America Bethany Station.
1: I guess that's which the Which is where, name yes, that's the, the name of uh, the, the where the tower before. is down there. A little... There's
0: a little that, that the building itself. Okay, yeah. From right, looks yes. small. No, the
1: building is, the tower is huge. Um, but and that, anybody that's driven down Tylersville Road knows what we're talking about.
0: Anybody who's been anywhere close by sees yeah, it just towering right. above. At one time, the signal from that tower was so strong that people that lived nearby, you could get radio signals like in your bed frames and your fillings. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how strong the, the signal from yeah. that tower was. I mean, when they were using that to broadcast, you could pick up the AM signal in Florida, places yeah. like that, you know, just in, in pretty recent history. Yeah. It's, uh, well,
1: a lot of people from the south will talk about being reds fans right because they could get that especially at night they right. could get that signal and they'd sit in their cars and listen to it uh, you know i'm a baseball guy so that's that right. sort of thing intrigues me but um yeah that's that's where that comes from and i, I think it's a great name i think it's a, a solid beer um did you try it i tried I it. i mean a, not, like not, tried not, it now. not tonight
0: what do you know about the uh the style I know that so it, it, it
1: it favors the Bach more than it favors the weiss.
0: <laughs> so it's a, uh, a a German style. Yes. Uh, Craftbeer.com. See, look how quick I can Google things when we're when just you have this. to. Yeah. Um, the German style Weissenbach is a wheat version of the German style Bach, or a bigger and beefier Dunkel Weizen. Mm-hmm. So Dunkel Weizen. So if it's, you don't know, but you're, you're German. Yeah. Um, bison is, is wheat right? and Dunkel is dark so it's right, a, so a dark wheat but dark a beefier version of it um, uh, now, now I'm going to get lost malt melanoidins and uh, bison ale yeast are the star ingredients if served with yeast the appearance may appropriate be very cloudy with flavors of bready malt and dark fruits like plum, raisin and grape, this style is on bitterness, high on carbonation
1: mm-hmm.
0: balanced clove like phenols and fruity banana like esters produce a well-rounded aroma it is a little cloudy. it's got
1: it's a little bit cloudy definitely not it's filtered no and <laughs> they filter I, I don't
0: i don't i don't think they do i not think but they filter um i, I just i laugh uh-huh. because there are some styles that should just never be filtered Correct. in my opinion and so it's funny that they yeah. would They would say well, if, if served with yeast like it should always be served, served with, with yeast, <laughs> yeast. Part of the yeah. style,
1: I mean, and, and that's one of the more popular beers. And I, we actually did not, I don't think, get that on our flight anywhere. Was the um, pound sign no filter? No, and, and that's their New they,
0: England. Maybe they did have on show. I can't remember. Yeah.
1: yeah, that that's their New England style IPA, and it's delicious.
0: Um, also, one of the, the cans One of the canned
1: beers, and, yeah. and
0: probably the one that you will probably see see them. The and I think, I well, I
1: know that's the one that's out of the out in the wild the most that's been on tap handles the most and that's why I didn't get it because I've had it and I know that it's a little more readily available than just coming to the tap room.
0: if anybody's never been to craftbeer.com to look at like their uh, uh, their beer styles section like it's pretty freaking awesome (laughs) I can get lost on there for a while Uh, let's look at some other examples of the style that you might know uh, obviously most of them are going to be um, German um, see if there's anything that jumps out local well, cool. or close to it Jesus I've seen um, <laughs> <Heineken>. yeah, i am not seeing anything Heineken Tarwabach yeah who knew that who knew that Heineken made a uh, I actually really would yeah, like to try that
1: it makes sense um I don't know that not you're going to... Yeah, and it's the wrong time of year, I think, to be finding them.
0: No, but I mean, just in general. Yeah. It's it's not a style I, that I'm super familiar I, with.
1: No, and I, I, but I feel like if we were in either the fall or the spring, and, you know, I, I know he said this was, you know, close-ish because it's longer.
0: Oh, wait. After a quick Google... Uh, Cincinnati's 2017 Bach beer rundown from the gnarly mountain comes up. let I think uh, Tank Bottoms from Blank Slate was a uh, yep, yep was a vice technically.
1: Do we got to pour a little out for Scott? Uh, yeah. So there's you know they're they're around. They're not is, it, like I said. I think it'd be a little more common like in <laughs> the was, spring for Bachfest.
0: I, I was laughing um, actually today thinking about. Bach beer, which is a long story. Why I was thinking about Bach beer today, but um, I currently have two different Bach beers in my fridge, which maybe it's the irony of having two different Bach beers in your fridge in July. July. You know, but um, I've got that one time in Newport from Fig Leaf and okay. then uh, um, Igniter from Braxton.
1: Yeah. I remember area. the Igniter, the Maybach. Yeah, they're, they're both my fridge. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and I have enjoyed them both in the last week, so uh, it's, it's always Bach season in Cincinnati.
1: Should be, one would think. That. I mean, whatever. We're sitting where they grew the grain to make the box. <laughs> exactly, like right here, right <laughs> they, under me. Hey,
0: well, there is no actual proof that specifically right on this spot there was grain growing, but it's a, it's a good. It, it is twenty guess. man. It is twenty
1: nineteen. <laughs> this is the Twitter age. I'm not bothering with proof. <laughs> okay. True. We don't have
0: to do that anymore. We don't
1: have to do that anymore.
0: We live in the uh, most advanced uh, internet time that has ever existed. And information is more readily available, and yet,
1: and yet we can't be more
0: people access it than ever before. <laughs> yeah,
1: I just no, I'm not looking at that stuff. You have to prove to me that it never was grown here. <laughs> prove to me that there was no. Yeah, brain here. Twitter rules. Twitter rules. Or should I say hashtag Twitter rules? Hashtag Twitter rules. <laughs> IPL. IPLs. Uh,
0: this one is called.
1: I can't read the board from here. Mo Pills, Mo No Problems. problems.
0: Uh, curious about the name a little bit. But, yep. Well. Um, I'm going to yeah. guess it's just their Pilsner Dry Hopped. Yep. The, um, uh, it says yeah, well, India, pale, India Pale Lager generously hopped with mosaic and Eldorado hops. Crisp and clean lager characteristics pair with these juicy American hops to form a perfect balance. It's got an extra point. I'll be the judge of that.
1: <laughs> see if it's perfect. Oh, shit. Your beer out on no, the mic shit. I almost put beer on the mic.
0: That's okay. It's one of the cheap mics. I think it's, uh, it's okay I if know. you break it.
1: Well, now you tell me.
0: Yeah, it's good. Uh, it needs to be colder. Like, you know, well, that's, that's on us. An hour, that's on good. us. Um, nice and fruity. Uh, at the end, it's got like a good... Uh, uh, like a mineral kind of thing. Yeah. Earth. Yeah. Which yeah. It balances out that fruit.
1: Okay. Yeah, it, it definitely balances. It's it's like two different things going on. I would like to taste, taste it. it. A little uh, colder. Cold and yeah. uh, a
0: little more carbonated, but yeah, it's good.
1: But. Actually, this one's holding its carb a little bit, I think. But I, w- I really want that.
0: Like with yeah, a, the pop. With an IPL, I, that's, that's, I yeah. want that that real fizzy kind of
1: thing. I, Th- this would be another good one to sit out on the patio with. Oh, yeah. I, I think know. right now. So <coughs> good patio bill. What's the ABV on it? Um, it is, 6.3, 50 IBUs. All right, anything under eight sessionable. Yeah. So this is a good session uh, patio session it's, beer. It's a style that I think...
0: Uh, Leaves a lot of interpretation to it, so IPL can mean a lot of different things. Sure, you can walk in. Well, and IPA get one of those. can mean
1: a lot of different things. So right, makes
0: sense. But it uh, wanting well, I mean, it, I, I don't think it should. Though I think that like we need to rein some of this in. I had a thought a about bit. that.
1: I was re-listening to um, the Listerman show from mm-hmm. last week, yesterday. We talked about IPAs and what this means and what that means, and Jared especially went in depth on that. And I thought, why aren't there different categories for this? Like when he's talking about the New England style right. and the ones that are from there and that they're just different than, than what we think of as a New England IPA. Right. Why don't we just call them New England ales?
0: Well, you're starting to see a little bit of change in that realm. With uh, uh, I mean, the milkshake, is the obvious one. Right. The milkshake kind of. Originated from the New Englands, and then kind of took off in its own direction. Um, I'm starting to see a little bit of a difference in when people call it a New England versus a hazy mm-hmm. um, IPA. You get a little more of the fruitiness when you call it a New England versus the hazy, just as right. haze and right. some of those just tons of hops at the end. You know, you're starting to see a little bit of it happening, but but it's definitely not something that is. Uh, how, codified. How long did those things take? You know, how long did it take? Well, I don't um, know. And Pilsner and Dortmunder Lager and, you know, these other kind well, of styles went off from each other.
1: The one style I'm going to... might have been hundreds of years, I don't know. For that, where's, where's it, it, it? could have been, but... Where's, where's Reynolds when we need him?
0: He could tell us exactly when it happened.
1: <laughs> I'm sure he'll. when he listens, he'll, he'll text mm-hmm. us and tell us, which I, you know. Um, but speaking of... I'm going to refer to a style that he and I have discussed at great length, which is the Kentucky Comet. Right. And that was not around forever and ever. And I think they came pretty quickly to a set of guidelines, which are still kind of loose because people aren't sure what it really was like since some of the commons were sour. And they wonder if it was the, you know, conditioning, the, such, you know, There's uh, a little bit of that with,
0: with Goza's and Berliners too, though. Whereas I, th- I think with one or the other, maybe both, there was definitely some people around that could recount what they were like. Um, if not, try to recreate a recipe because they worked at the brewery, but there was no actual written record of what the beer was. So it was it was definitely yeah. people recounting. Here's what here's what it was. But yet. We've kind of figured that out, but have we? Have we?
1: (laughs) No, because we just talked earlier in the show about the fruited... If I ask
0: you to describe a goza, like there is probably tart and four, salt four different though.
1: Nope, tart and salt.
0: Yeah, see I I don't think it should be super tart.
1: I think it should be I didn't say super, I, but there's a tartness there. Yeah. There's a distinct tartness, and I'm not even saying sour, but a tartness. See I, and there's definitely salt present. I say salt
0: coriander more than salt tart as the but, the but I don't always but I don't
1: right. always get coriander out of the gozas. But maybe you should.
0: That's what I'm saying. I don't know. If if the little device that connects my phone to things would work, I would call somebody that's smarter than us and <laughs> tell them to fill us in. That would be Oh that's that's create craft definition
1: of what a is supposed to be. Well we've got one more beer there.
0: Yes. The um, oatmeal stout.
1: The oatmeal stout
0: I'll see now craftbeer.com that can come up on my first search. Hang on, the googling is going wrong. Um. (laughs) Oh, Jared, can you teach him how to Google? Contemporary Goza is the style name. Is is there another one? Uh, Well, this one falls into wild sour beers as the category. Uh, The description says straw to medium amber. The contemporary Goza is cloudy from suspended yeast (laughs) look at their picture of it
1: it is not cloudy from suspended (laughs) yeast that's a flippin' pilsner that they put a picture of
0: Uh, a wide variety of herbal, spice, floral, or fruity aromas other than found in a traditional Leipzig style goza, are present in harmony with other aromas salt character is traditional in low amounts but may be perceptible in varying intensities spotty is medium or is low to medium low low to medium lactic acid characters evident in all examples of sharp percussion sour says nothing about coriander but
1: mm. for uh, yeah for everybody watching I just stuck my tongue out at it.
0: now I'm curious if there's another goza if there's a contemporary goza no huh. that's funny at least not on here
1: yeah well not go.
0: contemporary old goza I don't know
1: well, they didn't know what the hell coriander was back then.
0: But they were using it, weren't yeah.
1: they? I don't know. I don't know
0: either. It doesn't say anything on here. But that's yeah. contemporary.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. When was coriander discovered while we're Googling things? Well, I mean, how deep of a rabbit hole do we want to go down on this?
0: Uh, well, <laughs> we're running out of time, so not that deep. <laughs> um, we're running out of time. Like The internet's going to kick us off. If we were going to get kicked out of Greenworks, it would have been a while ago. So we're, we're safe now.
1: Uh, oh, out. I have them, just not today. <laughs>
0: I have not been kicked out of this one. Uh, 6.9%, 28 IBUs. Oats paired with chocolate and black malts to provide a wonderful coffee and dark chocolate. To provide wonderful coffee and chocolate. Dark chocolate flavors wrapped in a smooth, easy-drinking package. This sounds exactly like what we need after all of the light crisp, fruity things we've been drinking.
1: Well, and it's going to go great with the weather, too. Uh,
0: oh, yeah. Yeah. I I like stouts, and I like stouts a, a lot. I really, really like oatmeal stouts. Yes. I feel like what that does to the body makes the beer what, what I want. That's just delicious. Definitely it's not just delicious. Seasonably appropriate, necessarily, but um, no. I'll take that any day but, but I don't.
1: I don't really care. I love stouts so much. I may modeled my body type after them. Yeah, me too. So well, I'm working on it. Yeah.
0: I, um, I, I would never sit and drink this next to the pool, but I would go sit in the air conditioning and get myself a little chili and then drink it that same day. Sure, that's for sure.
1: They also do a mix with that the black and blue, where they mix the my blue heaven, which is a blueberry ale, with that.
0: I didn't love the oh, I, loved
1: blue heaven. I loved the black and blue so the first time I came up you know my brother was here another guy we tried some different flights whatever I saw him again it's, I don't know the next weekend the next week whatever he said what's your favorite beer I said man I love the black and blue and he goes of course you like the one I didn't brew <laughs> and I'm like you you did you brewed both of those beers you just <laughs> mixed them and I'm like you know I like to mix beers and he's like yeah sure whatever you don't like one beer I see <laughs> and and he was doesn't ki- it count more if you like two of his beers yeah, at the same time that's what I thought So, um, but obviously you know I just I've said how, how many times I've been here recently and because uh, I'm spending more time in the area so this is Right. More of a go to this in the municipal of the two, and uh, I just got a picture of my girlfriend and her brother and some other people at municipal. So guess where I'm going to leave? <laughs> well, sounds like a party to me. If it, depending on what's happening with the kid at home, but yeah, no, they're they're playing the <laughs> singo uh, over there tonight. So um,
0: my wife called me, so I've been I, I had to make another stop before this one to record other stuff for the other show. And what? yeah, what? what? <laughs> what other show? <laughs> Drinking with a Gnome. It's coming back. I promise. <laughs> um, my wife uh, called me as I was walking in the door. and She's like, can you stop and pick up ground beef? I want, I want to grill hamburgers. It's a well, honey, honey, I have like many shows that I have to do. What? Do you just not look at the calendar anymore? <laughs> so I don't know if that means I'm in trouble or if that means that she's going to be very apologetic because... She didn't pay attention, so then I get a little bit of leeway. I, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I,
1: I'm going to assume that neither of those things is going to happen, that yeah. she's going to just roll her eyes and do her own thing. Probably. No one, your wife.
0: Um, tonight, in theory, is also, and I say in theory because of the live streaming issues we had yeah. firing up, getting ready just to unfortunate. go. Tonight is supposed to be the first episode of um, The Weekly Pint which is our – it will be uh, for Patreon supporters only. Mm. This first episode and probably the first couple episodes will probably be a little bit um, wider than just Patreon supporters just to kind of
1: show people what it is. Okay.
0: Kind of short live stream. Wait, are we doing that? I don't know because the thing (laughs) doesn't
1: work. Okay, fair.
0: (laughs) So I don't know yet. I might just do it tonight before bed fire it up and sit and have a beer before bed with everybody who gets on just uh if you're listening if you're listening to this wait for next weeks or other weeks I think going forward it's going to be Monday nights after the kid goes to bed whenever that is from the studio is the uh, the The plan the long term plan wow
1: will that be boring sitting there by yourself
0: I don't know because I'm hoping that people get on to the live stream yeah. and we can kind of talk with them. It's not it's not really a show as much as it is just a live okay conversation
1: with people. Huh. If that makes sense. It does and that could be interesting cuz they could be anywhere in the world. Our so
0: our first our first goal on Patreon um, is another show, but it would be um, a monthly show that would be just for uh, Patreon supporters, but this is just a weekly live stream—whole different thing, I think. <laughs> I don't really—I don't know. I don't know difference with anything. I, I don't, don't know, know what, I'm doing,
1: f- don't <laughs> know what like, I'm doing, you guys. Like, like you haven't made that abundantly clear for the last five years. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure
0: this out every <laughs> single day.
1: Oh shit! Hey, you've got a whole thing going on. You just you just have this like podcast empire.
0: Well, the studio helps with making it easier to do things. Yeah, because it's all ready to go, and I can in theory just walk downstairs and hit a button and broadcast. But or
1: record. But you can't do guerrilla shows like this where you just sort of <laughs> pop up and you're like, "Fuck you," we're doing a show. But that has gotten a lot easier.
0: With the, the studio? No, just with, in general, with, well, with not just the studio, but with equipment, the equipment and stuff. Yeah. I, I figured out a couple things do to you, make that happen.
1: Quicker. Do you know who would have loved this? Yeah. Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> My God. What? It's a gorilla podcast. I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we have to get into the Harambe jokes on this show, too. <laughs>
1: yes. Okay. <laughs> Dude, you got... My material's been limited, so. (laughs) It's like, now we've got sponsors. I can't make fun of this person. Well, there's there's
0: no real sponsors right now.
1: Supporters, Patreon
0: supporters. Patreon supporters, supporters, okay. There's just a few people we can't make fun of. Although we can probably make fun of them, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I try to be an equal opportunity offender. <laughs>
0: but there there is currently no sponsors. But if you want to sponsor the show, you can still sponsor the show. Eventually, it'll get to the point, hopefully with Patreon, that enough money is coming in that I'll put a thing on there that says, once we hit this, no more sponsors on the show. Because I like not having sponsors. Sure. I like absolutely. not having a commercial right now.
1: Well, and not being obligated to shill for somebody or...
0: I'm, I'm always okay shilling, because I will never... Uh, I will never take a sponsor on this show that is not a person or a company that I believe in. Ever. Okay. Like that's, All that's, right. that's, you know, the show, yeah. the show can work fine without any money coming in. And I know that and we've, we've, we've proven that over the last few years. Yeah. Um, uh, whatever you want. All right. I don't know how to communicate that. In, <laughs> I know. In I was trying motion. not to interrupt you. <laughs> no, Sorry. You're fine. Um, so we will never take a sponsor on the show that is a company that I do not personally believe in or a person that I personally believe in. Yeah. Um, Patreon supporters, yeah, if you're an asshole, I'll still let you throw some money every month. but
1: um, Don't I like you need your money. I, I won't, uh, I won't say I like you. That's the bartender credo. <laughs>
0: don't like uh, you need your money. So works. closing thoughts?
1: Well, I wanted to go into a little bit of the story, which we didn't get to, uh, which Brian Brewer started out he's his two other two partners are anthony and steven and he met anthony in kindergarten <laughs> i didn't know that they got in trouble and he tells the story and they've they have they been like biggest thieves ever since and then he met he went to a different high school than anthony and he met steven on the golf team they at reading and they became friends and then one of them it's on their website. It says one of them got high speed internet, but basically, Brian was kind of the, the central person there, and he introduced Anthony to Stephen, and they, they became the Three Musketeers, basically. Uh, they all worked, and Stephen and, and Anthony still work outside of the brewing industry, but their backgrounds really blended well for this. It wasn't like I'm a home brewer and I do this, but, you know, Brian did home brewing for like 10 years before they opened this place. So he had a lot of chances to find his recipes and uh, a willing audience with at least those two. But, right. Uh, Steven had a, a business degree, so he was kind of on the that back end side of it. And Anthony was in construction. So when you're doing a brewery, it's nice to have those kind of right. assets. So, he, you know, at one point, Brian said it just made more sense to do it than not. And that, to me, is one of the cool stories that's out there. We talked about... Uh, was it last week or two weeks two weeks ago we're talking about are you doing it for the right reasons are you doing it just to make money well obviously you want to make money you know everybody wants to make money but these guys are doing it for the right reasons these are three friends that have enjoyed brewing beer together sharing beer together and that's where this comes from this is truly a labor and an expression of love of the beer and whether they want to say it out loud or not of each other right so i think that's super cool because you know i can think of my two best friends and i'm like could we open a brewery we don't have the requisite skills to go into that you know um not saying it couldn't be done but you know take us a hell of a lot more to do it um so I, I, I really admire that and that kind of well, and camaraderie in the back.
0: talked a little bit earlier about that that tagline of that soil to the soul thing. Yes. and there's there is a lot to that beyond just the grain growing and being here. you know the, it, it, it kind of goes into that friendship and the, um, the act of creating something like this. And sharing it with people that you you care about or enjoy being around or whatever it is, it's right. um it, it, it is very genuine and very uh, fuzzy feeling thing. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it is. I don't and know that any of them will really sit down and like you know shout out loud about that's what this place is, but it is.
1: But you know, for, for Brian to have been friends with Anthony for that long, I've been friends with with my buddy Peeps for that long. Since uh-huh. you know we played soccer together when we were five, so I I can relate to that. And like I said, had we the prerequisite skills, I mm-hmm. would love to do something like this with peeps. Because mm-hmm. for one, we'd have a ball doing it, just busting each other's chops every day. And, um, you know, he don't even like beer, so he I think he would have so he, and I, but he would have fun with it. Right, that's, that's his personality. So anyway. I, I just think that's a, a really cool story uh, to give some people some extra background and to okay. talk about the community feel. The other thing that I wanted to talk about before we sign off, we've got Punch Out coming up.
0: Yes. That is... Our, on the 13th. Is that our next show?
1: Yes. It's our next show. We have... Yes. Can can we go ahead and say what we're I going guess. on doing?
0: I, we got to for we're, sure make sure they're... They're, they're in. Okay.
1: So... We have talked with another podcast that's local um, called Craft Brewed Sports with Mike Burlon and Scott Kaiser, who they do a similar thing where they drink craft beer and then they talk about sports, whatever. So <laughs>
0: where, where they drink beer with microphones in front of them. <laughs> yeah, they drink
1: beer with microphones in front of them and they go down many rabbit holes and uh, get sidetracked a lot and, you know, yuck it up and have a good time. And uh, they have a third guy producer, Joe. He's... Just got good one-liners, whatever. But anyway, they're going to be at Punch Out with us. And we're going to try to do some kind of joint podcast from down there, how that's going to look and how going to work. I don't know and if and it'll be like
0: work. one joint pon- podcast or if we'll just do two podcasts we, we yeah. just, and, at the same time. And I, who knows?
1: Yeah, I I mean, I had even thought about just each doing the own and just rotating partners every so often to, to yeah. mix it up and whatever. But there's different ways we can do this, but they're going to be down there with us. So I wanted to throw a shout-out to Craft Brood Sports. So that some of our listeners maybe can go listen to them, and, and I'm going to see if they'll do that for us. They come out on Thursdays, so I don't know if they'll have one this week because this week is the fourth. Right. But maybe they'll, uh, you know, give us a shout out on their next whatever. And they've got all the social media stuff too: mm-hmm. Craft Brood Sports on Twitter and Facebook and all that jazz. So uh, they're really good dudes. Uh, both were active on stand-up comedy, Mike and Scotty. And uh, Scott now is a sports writer sports caster for channel nine locally so right. um anyway I, I thought that would be fun i know i've known mike for a long time and i just thought that would be fun to be at punch yeah, out and they're I friends just, with guys at 50 west just right. like we are so
0: i just think it'd be a fun uh, fun mashup of yeah the uh you know you get you get into your own kind of groove as a podcaster and when you kind of a wrench into things and, and mix it up a little bit with another show. It's always fun to see kind of how that yeah, and, sounds and, and how that.
1: And I, like I said, I think the Fifty West connection made sense too. Yeah, the, they've had Fifty West Brewers on before. We you know we know people down there. And Punch Out such just a damn cool event. Yeah, and uh, for anybody that hasn't been to Greenworks, like I said, it's off of Cox, up in Westchester, off Cox Road. specify. Not off Cox. It's not off Cox. (laughs) Um, Off Cox Road in Westchester. (laughs) So you really need to get up, check out the beers, check out the space.
0: Get onto your your Google Maps machine in Mm -hmm. your car and just type in Grainworks. It'll take you right there.
1: (laughs) And if you haven't been to Punch-Out ever, it is a phenomenal event. Way Has anybody fun. not
0: been to Punch Out at this yeah. point? If you have still not been there. There are people know. that
1: haven't been. Hey, there's people that just turned 21. It is. There's people that just turned 21. You
0: can still go there before you're 21.
1: Yeah, but it's not nearly as fun. It's still pretty fun. Legally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's uh, You'll get a glimpse of it next week, and then... Um, Hopefully that one will broadcast live. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll figure something out. And
1: if anything figure goes wrong way. at Fifty West down there, we're just blaming Max. Yeah. That's that that's works very easy.
0: But I, that's what I do with most shows. Sure. Just in general, I mean, even yeah. if he has nothing to do with it, I'll just blame him. I, I think
1: that's fair. And.
0: Coming up after Punch Out, there's a couple of really fun things too. We've got a uh, Jimmy Buffett tailgate yes. at the Cove Food Park with Chef Tony, and um, we
1: might have to do a little video on that because uh, just the outfits, <laughs> just the colors, it's I'm, fantastic. I'm, I'm
0: curious what's going to happen. How many there? Buffett concerts have you been to? Um, none, none. It's not my scene. It's like I don't <laughs> even know you.
1: It's like I don't even know you. Well, I well this guy's why I need to go. I've, I've been to. I think.
0: <laughs> I knew you were a parrothead? <laughs> um, After that, in theory, in and theory. I will put it in theory, we have Braxton scheduled for the rooftop. I saw some pictures. The rooftop is looking nice and rooftop okay. deck-like. There is a spot up there to do a podcast now, although okay. it might be sunny right now. Um, but, but we have them scheduled. And then after that, uh, Cappy's. We are Correct. finally getting a show. We got that one scheduled. Um, an official Cappy show. We've been to Cappy's before yeah. with Urban, but um, an actual Cappy show. If you don't listen to, kind of sidetracked, but on that same topic, um, there's a Cappy's podcast <laughs> called The Cappy's Cast, yes. which if you don't listen to that, it's actually really, really good. It's, it's. I think it's easy for a show, especially when you've got a guy like Ben who has a very big personality. Um, to turn that show into something else. Mm-hmm. And they do a really fantastic job about making it a good show to listen to. The interviews are great and uh, they kind of touch on some really fun topics that a lot of stores wouldn't uh, dig into. So um, it's a great, great show, cool. Cappy's Cast. So look that up so, on whatever thing you listen to podcasts on. Well,
1: we've, we've got a hell of a month coming up. Uncensored Brewcast. Yeah,
0: and there's some fun stuff after that, but that gets us into uh, yeah, to that, August. That, that gets us
1: down to August, <laughs> and uh, sometime in August, uh, your not-so-comic relief is going to have a birthday, Ooh. and I have an idea for a birthday show. But well,
0: we have to sit there and figure that out, one of these, Yeah, because I'm also going out of town in August, so there's going to be at least one week there that's going to be hellishly busy <laughs> trying to get things uh, stockpiled, so we'll see. Fair enough. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Do the thing that where you share this and, like, I don't know, like, click on things that say...
1: Uh, share it out to all your friends. Follow us on social media, Gnarly Gnome, on everything, I think. Yeah, I think uh, so. And Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Andrew Fultz. Uh, Andrew Fultz, 76, I don't even know. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm out there. And y'all have a good week
0: get, get to Grainworks and we'll put yeah. some links on the show notes to, to their website and their social media and stuff absolutely and, um, give them shit for uh, not being on the show
1: yeah maybe absolutely. we'll actually get it. One,
0: maybe we'll get one booked in uh, in a year or so we'll see uh, well
1: yeah and, and if you guys see Brian <laughs> tell him to shave his beard
0: <laughs> <laughs> like I said we'll be back next week and the week after that and the week after that and the week after that because that's what we do It's the Cincy Brewcast it's the voice of Cincy Craft uh, I don't know I don't know what else to fill the little last 30 seconds with. (laughs) Well, Uh, I can can do my my chug. (laughs) Bottoms up, Mother Chuggers. Cheers.